Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, winners have been announced for the 2023 Dragon Awards presented at DragonCon, held August 31st through September 4th, 2023 in Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm going to read off the winners in each category, and then maybe I'll, I'll, I'll let you know some of the cool uh, nominees in some of the categories, too. Yeah, please do. The winner for best science fiction novel was The Icarus Plot by Timothy Zahn. I didn't know Timothy Zahn was still putting books out. I feel bad. Yeah. I, like I, I was like, hey, Timothy Zahn. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he beat out uh, Mary Robinette Kowal's new book, The Spare Man. We uh, didn't translation. even know you were alive. I didn't Tim. know he was still doing <laughs> stuff. Yeah. He beat out Sylvia Miranda Garcia's new book, Daughter of Dr. Moreau, Anne Leckie's new book, Adrian Tchaikovsky's new book, Alistair Reynolds' new book. That's wow. um pretty impressive, man. Damn. It really is. And it's funny, too, because in the science fiction category, it's, most, it's Tor, Orbit, Orbit, Orbit. And then Bane Books with Timothy Zahn won. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I'm impressed. I really want to read it. If it beat out all those books, that's really cool. That is really cool. Then we've got the fantasy. Best fantasy novel was Witch King by Martha Wells. I've got the hardcover up here. Uh, Zoran from Zoran Books sent it to me, I think for free, because she's just oh, super, super cool. Thanks, Zoran. I have it up here on my shelf. I want to get to it really soon. I've heard it's awesome. I'm not surprised to see that it won. Who were some follow, uh, some secondary options? Uh, so for fantasy, we've got The Atlas Paradox by Olivia Blake, and then um, a book called Tower of Silence by Larry Cor- Correa. I've never heard of that book before or that Neither author. Have I. Uh, we've got Babel by R.F. Kuang, of course. Of course. And then we've got Tress of the Emerald Sea by Brandon Sanderson, of course. You read Tress of the Emerald Sea, right? Did you read yeah. that? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I liked you it said a lot. it was pretty good. I remember you enjoying it. I really need to read some Sanderson. It's been a minute. Well, I guess since... Warbreaker. Warbreaker. There we go. Yeah, Thank I you. like Tress a lot more than Warbreaker, personally. That's good. <laughs> and I've heard that his newest book, Something in the Nightmare Painter or something, uh, is really good. It's like the best of the secret projects that he's put out so far. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's exciting. Uh, I like hearing news like that. Yeah. And then we've got Best Young Adult was The Golden Enclaves by Naomi Novik, which is cool because we're going to be reading Skolomance here in a little while. So that's really cool. She's riding on cloud nine right now. That's I awesome. did not know that Skolomance was considered young adult, um, but I mean, we're going to read Dude, it. That happens to me all the yeah. time where yeah. I'm just like, really? That's a young adult. Interesting. to me. There was an eyeball ripped out of someone's head, but I guess yeah, we'll, like I guess we'll put it in the young adult <laughs> yeah. section. <laughs> Um, and then we got The Scratch Daughters by H.A. Clark. I've never heard of that. And then Bloodmarked by Tracy Dion. Awesome. That's a sequel to Legendborn. Uh, then Foul Lady Fortune by Chloe Gong. I've heard Chloe Gong is really awesome. I've just never read any of her stuff. Same. And then uh, Rust in the Root. I don't know what that is. Justina Ireland and Academy Arcanist by Shami Stovall. It's so funny, man. You think you're so well read. Like, yeah, I know so real. many books. And then so many books do I not know. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, but man. I know. I've got like a pretty now good... Now that I don't like, know is incredible, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have like a pretty huge index of authors and titles and stuff, and I just can't... Yeah, in your brain box. It's hefty. Yeah, I still can't... I still see authors, and I'm like, who the hell is that? They're winning That's all kinds crazy. of awards. Um, and then we got... Uh, so I'll do the last one, which is Best Horror Novel. So the winner was A House with Good Bones by T. Kingfisher. Man, T. Kingfisher just just getting all the awards for the last couple of years. <laughs> Uh, then we've got The Devil Takes You Home by Gabino Iglesias, which uh, I have that on my Kindle. I got it for like $2. I've heard that book is incredible. The Devil Takes You Home. Everybody, you should go check it out. I've heard it's really, really, really good. And then we've got Reluctant Immortals by Gwendolyn Kist. I don't know what that is. It's Saga Press. And then No Gods for Drowning by Haley Piper. 
then the only one left by Riley Sager. I've heard really mixed things about Riley Sager. Some people say that they, they love reading Riley Sager. Some people say they hate it. I've never read any of their stuff, so I have no idea. I wonder what's the cause of that, right? Like someone who's just the story know. or the, like the way they type, probably like Chuck Palinhook style, right? His sometimes his like two or three people conversations without using any quotation marks was a little rough. But like there is a flow state that you can achieve with it, right? You know, so I think they kind of operate on the fringe of their authoristic style. And a lot of people are just like, no, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think maybe with horror too. People are maybe put off a little quicker. Yeah. But then the last one for horror is The Paul Bearers Club by Paul Tremblay, which I have a hardcover of that here, which I need to get on. You've read some Paul Tremblay before, though, right? I've only read The Cabin at the End of the World, which is... That's right. You should read that book. <laughs> like yeah, Everybody I should read. Uh, they, they made it into a movie. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan made it a uh, Knock at the Shyamalan. Cabin or whatever it was called. Knock the Cabin or I can't remember the name of it. But it was it's very, very good. You should definitely read it. I heard good things about the movie, too. If you're looking for a book... Where like you start it and then you're done with it a few hours later, that's that's cabin at the end of the world. Like you will literally not be able to put that book down. It's crazy. It like Da Vinci Code. It's just like it's like <laughs> it hard pounding as the Da Vinci Code. I don't know. Dan Brown. We love Dan Brown here on the Book Reviews Club well, podcast. He listens so. every episode. He does. So, you know, Dan, pretty, Dan Brown cool. is a huge fan. So uh, him and I, him and I text uh, cool memes to each other all day. Dude, the guy's so. gift game Whew, on point. Yeah, I left him on red earlier today i should probably get back to him dude i just don't have time for you all day dan i recently learned i thought that when people said what you just said i left him on red i thought that the phrase was unread for so long that people were saying <laughs> i left him unread oh my God. and then someone like i said it and someone was like you know it's on red and i was like well that doesn't make any sense and then i had to think about like the technology and i was like oh my gosh i know exactly what that means it's like even worse you know because they've read it and like yeah everyone else already gets it i was way slow to the the meaning <laughs> the actual meaning of that phrase and we used it wrong for years and felt immediately aged like 20 years i was like wow next up i'm not gonna be able to connect to the wi-fi i wanted to real quick before we kind of start talking about ourselves here i wanted to talk about the best science fiction or fantasy movie category that i didn't see this is still for the dragon winners the dragon con dragon awards i should say that's a pretty cool award to win. i take dragon con seriously because i i approve of dragon con even though i've never gone but it's like a convention that, that i've always wanted to go to but i just appreciate that there there's some it's just a big nerd fest so i just trust a lot of these this is an odd one though i want to i want to kind of like pick your brain about this so best science fiction or fantasy movie uh, i'll say the nominees and then i'll say the winner so the nominees were Avatar, The Way of Water, I guess. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Pretty awesome movie. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I did not see it. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Really, really cool. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which I still haven't seen. And then uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, which is the winner. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. For what? Which, what best movie? In yeah. Dragon Con here? Yeah. For like uh, for 2022 or 23 or whatever. That's crazy. First off, a lot of those movies were not very good that they listed. Like we don't have the, a super high bar here. So I thought, okay, so I haven't seen Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I'm sure oh, it's cool. Me neither. But I'm sure I it's cool. I loved the first one. Yeah, Literally I'm my favorite sure, Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I'm sure that, it's that good. That should have won. Uh, but okay, so <laughs> Everything Everywhere All at Once. I really I really liked that one. And then Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I really liked that one. I, I had it overhyped for me. So I thought oh, I was going to the Lego movie and ah, it just yeah. wasn't that, you know, it was still enjoyable though. I think I overhyped it for you. I was maybe really a little, but like, you know, it's, I still really enjoy like the aerial ninja cat acrobatics. That was really great. But yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. What a yeah, 
I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. Like, it's, I know. I had fun. I thought it was. I think I thought it kind of overstayed its welcome. There was no soul. It was all over the place. But I mean, yeah. so is. But so was a D and D campaign. So it's like they yes, kind of did what they were. Makes you feel there's some. I don't. I don't know. It was like I said. <laughs> it just felt hollow. Like I don't want to watch it again. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I, think better I need than to give it another go. I think the, maybe the trailer watching was so it, good. I think that was also overhyped by their silly yeah. trailer. Uh, but yeah, what have you been doing this week? Tell me about yourself. I, all right, I think I will. I will. I will tell you about my week. So, okay, so this week was like a, I sampled from many platters, but I never ate a meal sort of week. You know. Huh. Okay. I finished Journey to the Center of the Earth, Jules Verne, first Jules Verne, last. I thought week, you finished was, that last week. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, I did. Sorry. Yeah, no, I did. I'm, and I'm then this, cutting you off. <laughs> no, no, <Sorry>. you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, Chad, like you're like on top, lying like on our podcast. Sorry. I really like that how up to date you are in my reading uh, books, though. I'm honored. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> okay, so I finished that one last week, as you all know, and the uh, so I was gonna I'm gonna hit Jules Verne again. Just like I think double tap is a pretty good situation here, uh, and I'm hitting twenty thousand leagues under the sea, which appears to be, and I'm not like super far into it because I read a lot of things a little. But it seems to be more about the conflict is going to be a lot more personal strife based and like interchange between the characters. Whereas Journey to the Center of the Earth, it was pretty like hunky dory the whole time. Like our main character was like pessimistic about everything, but they weren't like fighting, you know? Yeah. At least in any sort of like meaningful way to the outcome of the story. And this one, it definitely seems very contentious between a lot of the characters. And so I think this one may be more like interpersonal conflict, though I'm sure lots can go wrong at the you know, 20,000 leagues under the sea. Do you know how long a league is? Uh, it's like, is it like really close to a mile? Uh, it's three and a half, 3.445. Oh, wow. I thought it was like, I thought it was like, oh, maybe a click is a mile. A click is a mile. Yeah. Huh? Oh, totally. okay. I got those mixed up. Okay. So yeah, yeah, a, yeah. League is, a league is three and a half miles. Three. Yeah. 3.45. If you want to be you know, nitpicky about it. Yeah, I know. Which a lot of I miles. Think, I wish I feel like we should go back to leagues, you know, like that just sounds so much cooler. Like it was like cooler. Google Maps was like one league to Dairy Queen. <laughs> like as the Nazgul flies, though, it's two point five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that yeah, Google Google Maps should have an as the Nazgul flies setting. Be, yeah, that'd be really cool. I couldn't agree more. I appreciate that. Uh, I read. Okay, so I everyone, you should be proud of me because I read some uh, when women were dragons. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's pretty good, man. It's really yeah. poetic, and it has like the funny kind of concept. And this is not spoilers because it's like what the book is about, but like dragoning <laughs> like goes you, down. You like become a dragon, right? Yeah, like, just women just like burst into dragonness, and then like maybe sometimes like rage through a couple villages. You know, uh, is it like set in like the fifties? It's like yeah, alternate like history. Yeah, I don't need day. to read it. God, I know every it's time I like fun. look at it, I know I've heard it's really good, and um, there's like a and lot it's ridiculous, in there. but in like a real serious way, kind of. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But it's taking itself. It has the proper proper tone. Like it's not. It's just aware of itself enough, but not too much that you're like reading some weird like analogy to the real world. Too much though. There there is a lot of that going on. I don't know. It's it's an interesting book. It's well written. I can say that. And I like the poetic flow to it. You know, it's not too poetic. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to talk about it together, especially like as two men reading like what seems to be like kind of more like feminist alternate history. For sure. Uh, I'm into it. Yeah. I just like I'm so all over the place. (laughs) It's just it literally is sitting in the same spot. Just like, come on, Evan, do it. It's not that long. I I mean, you know, why do you like it? Be proud of me, but don't be too proud of me. Because like I'm didn't I'm not like done with it or anything. But I mean, you're doing it. Because what helps me finish books? Picking up more books to read, which I also <laughs> did in the way of 16 Ways to oh, Defend a Walled City. Nice. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, I've been wanting to read that since you that. told me about it like a year and a half ago. <laughs> Tell me about it. So while all the things are happening, I'm not very far. Into, again, I sampled a lot of little, but yeah, totally. uh, there's a lot happening in the story and they kind of just throw all this chaos around. It really seems to be focused on like Orhan and his like character, you know, which is really fun. Yeah, he's really hilarious. And yeah, um, he's like, I love people that are like kind of like really competent, but like don't want to be there. You know, yeah, like that's kind of like his thing. He's just unhappy. It's like someone who has like who's th- the best violinist, but like hates violin music. But they're like <laughs> doing it for the sake of the world. You know, yeah, exactly. That's like basically what that book is about. Yeah, yeah it's really great. Yeah, so it kind of um, reminded me a little bit of kind of like the punchy like wittiness of uh, Fool uh, by Christopher Moore, which I really really loved. It's not oh, quite as like punchadelic, but uh, it's a little bit similar style. Uh, okay, and then the last uh, dip that I. Uh, dipped my proverbial book chip into was the burning god because i figured i might as well go all the way through oh yeah and finish off there. the poppy war um you know a lot of war a lot of war still a lot of war <laughs> which is great yeah but like man sometimes you know i'm not quite getting the it is called the poppy progression <laughs> that i really I, you're, yeah. Yeah, again you're not wrong you know just like <laughs> man i feel like the characters at least could be we don't need more storylines like fine just war is fine but like maybe have the characters be more dynamic or more i don't know they're just kind of suffering along with the story <laughs> they're suffering again, along with I'm the not, story yeah that. like not like yeah. growing or taking control of it they're just kind of like in the throes of all this war um, <laughs> yeah there's a, i mean it's it's a brutal situation for sure yeah. like nobody is stoked <laughs> in the poppy war <laughs> yeah yeah, and Rin Rin is a Rin is a pretty frustrating character. Um she but is. I think I mentioned like in the last episode too. I mean like I think Kwong I think doesn't like Rin either. I don't think anybody I think you're supposed to like Rin in like a in any kind of way, really. Yeah, I mean at least then it was like I got to see her doing something that she was like really good at, right? Which was war doing war. But like as far as teaching war, you don't think she's quite there. Not saying that she's the greatest teacher yet, but again, I'm not very far into it, so there's Still a few hundred pages of growth that could happen. I think it's like the least strong of the three, but it's, I think the ending is strong. Selling it hard. Well, I mean, it makes, <laughs> I think the ending of the Poppy War makes the whole trilogy totally worth reading in, in my personal opinion. Okay. Um, but I think that like the Burning God felt the most like, I don't know, like lopsided, I guess. Hmm. Um, but I guess, I don't know, because the Poppy War is kind of lopsided too, because the first part of it's like, we're at school. And then like the oh, second part so of it's just. <laughs> <laughs> the second part is so brutal yeah. like it's so crazy it's like we're at hogwarts and then all of a sudden they get we like invaded not. and yeah, <laughs> like everyone's supposed to dumbledore gets killed immediately yeah totally but yeah i don't know um i'd say yeah I, I still think dragon republic is the best one i think you're gonna like the the end of the series i want to hear your thoughts on it cool um, even in private so you don't spoil anything but um, oh yeah oh, i always forget that i can't like give my full you can get thoughts though. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can say it vague to all the people who will be in the know. They'll know. They'll, they'll know. But yeah, so I got a little bit more war in me, and I think I can um, get it through. You know, and and normally, you know, I feed off war, so I, sh- I should be good, I think. Yeah. And I have all this excellent adventure goodness with Jules Verne to fall back to, so I've got a pretty good stack right now. That's all that I've read this week. But in other news, I got some book mail and I got it on Monday and I've been waiting this whole time because I wanted to open it with you because I thought it'd be more fun to like. Open oh, cool. Book mail wow. You've yeah. controlled yourself for a whole week. That's really amazing. It took a serious amount of discipline because this is a big box and it's heavy. So it's like, oh, whoa, multiple books. Yeah. Look at this. Hey. Box. Is, oh, hell yeah. 
I know, I know. Let's see what and it I is. can always tell uh, book mail from normal mail because uh, my book account is Chad Wick, though it's not my name. My name is just Chad, but uh, people have just called me that all my life. And so uh, when it comes from Chad Wick, I know it's book mail, a book about like how to not be terrible at podcasting. Like, uh, should not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is what we got. Uh, there's a few. Oh my gosh, there's, there's three books in here. Three books. So the first, yeah, there's three books. The first one is China Mieville's The Scar. Hey, that's an amazing yeah. book. You got to read Perdido Street Station first. Sorry, everybody. Okay, I'm eating. I'm that. eating M and M's. Maybe not. Maybe I don't have that. No, I don't think <laughs> I do have that. Um, but it's all well, you don't have. Okay. okay, let me let me let me just explain. Okay, the next one here. No, no, no. We'll finish this. Sorry, 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 uh, sorry. The next one's Iron Council. Are oh, holy shit! They sent you the Baslock series. Oh, dude. Oh, and then here's the first one. Hey, uh, Perdido Street Station. There we go. Oh, and I don't hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah. Okay, tell me about him. Oh, let me figure oh, out who I'm, you 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 tell me about him, and I'll uh, figure out who sent me this so I can think. I'm not telling about. you shit. I'm not telling you anything. Oh, okay. Going blind, baby. Those books are those books are gonna mess you up. Woo, woo. <laughs> Fast lag is so weird, man. Oh, yeah. you're gonna love him. Good, you're gonna good, love it. Good way. Chad Mayville is one of the best writers in the world, in my opinion. He's got some oh. of the best ideas. Chad Mayville freaking rocks, man. He's so good. He's okay. Like, he's like, like Neil Gaiman level good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know I'm really selling China Mieville, but yeah, I'm stoked to read these. I can't uh, get it. Yeah. I mean, he's he's really talented. Like, really okay. And these are great. Um, I, I really like these books. They're like, they're pretty and they're all big. They're not the uh, mass market uh, paperback, but there's a little bit larger paperback and they just hold so well in one hand, you know? Trade paperback. Yeah. Is that what they call these? Trade paperback? Yeah, I know I'm overselling uh, probably China Mieville and now you're going to be super disappointed, but I think no, you're really no. going to like Yeah. I think you're really going to like it a lot. Really good. cool cool um i got that and an excellent really sweet note that i'm not going to read aloud here but thank you so much nc deremer d-e-r-e-m-e-r deremer for the gift I, it really means a lot to me thank you so much for the note as well and your kind words that was super awesome it means a lot to me and always like makes my day better in fact it's made not only today super awesome but also like every day because i've had it sitting next to my desk being like i have books in me i'm uh, a little treasure trove of books and i've just been like oh no gotta wait I think that would be more fun, you know. So I'm glad I did it. Man, I think I've been I think I've been talking too much about how I need to get rid of books. Nobody sent me anything in a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've just been like, man, I've got so many books. I need to sell some of these, and I'm moving, and I got to get rid of. And I don't know. I'm sad. I haven't seen anything. It's fine. Don't worry. About it. It's fine. I'll send you one of mine, I don't, dude. <laughs> I don't need any more books. I'm totally cool. I got three copies of the River of Silver that uh, Shakraborty send me <laughs> that i need to send you one of them i think i have book mail, big guy do you do i i think so. i think the publisher sent me one they might have i try to give them both of our addresses so i don't have to do this but i would I like to read some short some stories reason. you should send me it because i um i don't remember what i did with my old one i sold it on like whatnot or something is it paperback mm -hmm. or hardcover uh they're all three hardcover oh send it to me i want to read some I, I could i could go back into that world for a couple short stories i think totally yeah, yeah short stories. is, is that what it is it's a collection of short yeah stories. yeah cool. it's all set in the david bad cool. universe and stuff. yeah I could, I could i could run back in there for a couple yeah, hours yeah that'd be yeah. fun go have some egyptian god fun go play yeah. in the sands a little bit that'd be great mm -hmm. um and that's it for me man go take it away what'd you do this week cool um yeah so as everybody knows i'm i'm in the middle of kind of like the process of moving and kind of getting all that together and the process That's always brutal so like for the month of september i am quitting smoking i am trying to publish a book and i am also moving so oh no 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 that's on a short what else are you quitting oh caffeine i quit caffeine and, and, and sugar yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah but okay so sugar 
I kind of like they're going all in. Jumping I've had a few M and M's while we've been recording because uh, yeah, because I know I called Chad a couple of days ago and I was like, buddy, I need a pep talk, and he's like, what's going on, man? And I was like, I quit nicotine, caffeine, and sugar, and he was like, whoa, 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 what the hell are you <laughs> wow. doing? Dude? So I've had a little bit of sugar just to kind of like do some Good. dopamine stuff. But oh, uh, that was so nice. Do you listen to my suggestion? I did. I was yeah. like, you need to like go buy yourself a candy bar, and if you can get it tonight, yeah. then you should eat it, man, just to reward yourself. You need to hit a goal. Yeah, so I I quit nicotine, caffeine, and I um I'm still going strong. Yeah, I I'm doing fine. I, well, like I mean, gosh, I don't even know. I, I, going through this kind of withdrawal kind of messes up with your sense of time. But like, yeah, I think last week was like the last Monday episode that we did. I was only a couple days of not smoking because I had like relapsed, and then like I had it was just a big mess. But like uh, I'm going strong still. Um, over a week of no nicotine um, caffeine was really Dude, easy it depends on what level of depth you are with ca- how much caffeine were you how many how much coffee were you drinking i was day? drinking like one cup of coffee a okay day, yeah so. no, that's not very bad but still i mean it's like it's like two headaches y'all like yeah, i'm yeah, not I trying to like coffee and i drink a lot yeah, more than that i'm not trying to tell anybody like what to do with their lives but if you want to quit caffeine it's easy as hell like it's you really can't it's like two days of kind of like being grumpy and having a headache and then you're fine like you, you really are fine after that, but um, <laughs> nicotine is really rough. Like it's, it's really, really difficult. And I've been very on edge. I've been really anxious. I've been kind of depressed. I've been kind of just like I've been sweaty. It's, it's been rough. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I don't mind being transparent with everybody. It's been a really difficult week for me. One thing that has helped a lot is reading the, the last Tawny Man book. I read about 700 pages of it in just a wow. couple of days. Last week you weren't like you were like excited to be done with it, but it sounds like maybe oh, you're just swimming oh, in that I'm river. Oh, I'm excited to be done with it. Believe me, I am. I need a break from this. <laughs> like I need, and I think anybody that's read Tony Man, smoke break. Like I know, not a smoke break, but I, I need a break from Robin Hobb probably for at least six months after this. I don't want to do anymore. Like this is just. <laughs> <laughs> man like it's just so heavy and it's so like emotional and like you know how i really love character focused stories oh yeah i need to not read one after I, she she just gets so she goes so hard with these people man and it like fits is such a frustrating character yeah. like i don't want to give any specifics but if you've read tawny man i met the part in the in like the last part of the, the third book where fits does something and you're just like, are you, are you serious? Right? Like, like what? I, I can't be specific. I'm just, Fitz is like one of the most frustrating main he's characters, so frustrating. but also he's one of the best written characters he's in fantasy. He's, he's so good. I love him so much. I, I love all of the characters in the, in these books, but I am really, I want to, I need to read something more fun. And so I wanted to kind of like talk about with everybody, like what I've been reading and like how everything's been going. I'm like, exactly halfway through valor and i'm exactly halfway through iron gold nice with reading tawny man i didn't want to read iron gold or valor at the same time it's just everything is just so heavy and so i think what i'm gonna do and i know everybody's been so patient with like us getting out this red rising content and the faithful and the fallen content and everything you're also preparing to move too so so I'm trying to blame uh, you for we, everything. We will definitely, definitely have a lot on your plate. We're going to try to put out some more episodes, obviously, and try to keep on track with reading and stuff. I'm moving out of a basement apartment into a second story apartment. Uh, a little far. It's not that far away from my house, but it's going to be a rough couple of weeks. I'm also submitting the, the manuscript for Angie Kills a King 
two publishers in the next week or so. You know who really needs some uh, book gifts is Effie. She'll probably need some book gifts. Kevin's <laughs> partner. <laughs> Man, it's uh, so and and quitting smoking on top of it. Um, yeah, you picked a hell of a time. Like not saying that you, I picked you, a hell you, of a time you, to quit smoking. Yeah. yeah, and you know this is great. You know when. Uh, <laughs> When the when the storm comes your way, you know you want to meet it eye to eye with your chest, and you've kind of created your own storm and still managed to meet it eye to eye. So like, well yeah. done, well done, sir. Yeah, and I mean, I know that you know everybody's everybody's got problems. Um, oh, I'm not yeah. trying to say that I, I'm not trying to say that like I'm going through it that hard in particular, but like it's just with the reading schedule and stuff. I think that after I'm done with Tawny Man, which I will be done with it probably tonight or tomorrow morning, I've only got like another hundred pages left in it. I need to read something like a little more chill like i think i need to read like some Discworld or like a red wall book or like yeah a, like or some ra salvatore or like something i need to be done with like really heavy stuff so i'm so sorry like we, I, we are gonna keep putting off red rising just a little bit longer and faithful in the fallen just because i'm just not in a headspace to be reading that kind of stuff right now uh, i'm not gonna be really reading any horror i started a, a horror book called sour candy which is really cool so far and it's really short but I can feel it starting to get really heavy and messed up. Like, nah. And I'm just like, I don't know about this one right now. So yeah, I don't know. I might read, I might, I was thinking about maybe rereading uh, last years of Merlin. Dude, that's so funny. That was one of the books that just popped into my brain. But really? You know, yeah. I, oh, those I, are kind of heavy really, too, though. <laughs> I, dude, I was just going to say that. Like, I yeah. kind of did the same thing last time when I was just like, you know, a little like just moping around in my own head. I was like, I'm going to read those books. And they're, there's a lot of sadness yeah, and emptiness yeah. and a very melancholy. very lost. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of melancholy there. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend um, them to they did not cheer me up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you're listening and you have any recommendations on anything you think that would maybe cheer me What's up a little bit. The adult redwall book. Outliers or out The Builders. The Builders. There That's a really go. good book. Yeah. I think Yeah, I've I've wanted to read that. You can read that in like read it, a I guess. Day. Um Really. Yeah, I don't know. I might reread something. Um I might like Honestly, I might even like reread something like Name of the Wind or like, Ooh. Um, maybe not because I, every time I reread it. You think you'll be too worse. cynical about it? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I'll, if you just I'll like let... allowed yourself to be like a seven-year-old reader again. You're like, yeah, you're not reviewing really anything. You're not even going to make a video about it. You're just going to enjoy the words. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to pick something that's just like a little more mellow just because like everything in my life right now is just seems like kind of heavy and yeah. I'm reading heavy stuff. And I just like want to read something a little more like laid back and uh, I'll report next week uh, on what I'm doing with that. But yeah, I mean, Tawny Man, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, the, the last book is 900 pages. The book before that was 700 pages. The book before that was almost 600 pages. So I I I kind of just on a whim started reading it. And I just didn't really consider like how much of it a, a time investment it was actually going to be because they're like these little paperback books, but they're like right. Bible page thin pages and they'll they're really, they're really real long, like giant paragraphs and like they're very Pretty slow books. They're, they're slow. It's taken a lot of my attention and a lot of my focus to read these books. And I've kind of put a lot of other books on the back burner. So yeah, once I give myself some time to Kind of like read something a little more light lighthearted and stuff. I might read these uh, Patricia C. Reed books, the um, dealing with dragons, searching for dragons, calling on dragons, and talking to dragons. The little tiny uh, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, like this. Yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like sit down and like. Did you read, read this? An hour sort of books. Yeah, I, yeah, I read the first two. I think. Oh, really? How were I they? I have the first like five. They're great. They're real fun. Okay. They're definitely like a young adult book for sure. Yeah, I think I might read these. 
They're, yeah, um, they're they're clever and like witty and very lighthearted, very lighthearted. Yeah, either these like I said, or they're young uh, adult for sure. Like they're they're not they're not like there's at no point are you questioning like wow this is some really serious content you know like oh that's kind of what adult. I'm looking for though I need like Perfect. a break. Um, yeah, man, we kind of you know kind of it's hard to separate yourself from the thing that you surround yourself with, and if it's like you're just uh, not in a healthy space mentally, it's like the last thing you want to do is read about like war and like <laughs> well, and, like the book that I'm writing like apart. <laughs> It's funny too, because like the book that I'm writing, I mean, it's not like the most heavy thing you've ever read, but it's certainly not cozy fantasy. And the book that you're writting, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, totally. <laughs> yo, yeah, I no, mean, it's not cozy like, fantasy by any means. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's. I was actually or working on a scene towards grim darky a little. <laughs> it, honestly, like, I didn't really mean to write a grim dark book, but I think I kind of did, and like, sure. or at least it's very close to one. But um, for sure, I was working right? yeah. on a scene yesterday. I was I was kind of like fine tuning something. And Effie and I were kind of discussing like, well, like the main character is like 19 or 20. Like, is this going to like, is this going to be filed in the YA section? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want it to be. I'd rather it was in the adult section, but I was working on this scene and I was the like, oh yeah, this is so... definitely not going to be a YA book though. Like, I mean, it's violent, like really, really, really violent. <laughs> like I was like, whoa, oh my God, Evan, Jesus. What, what you added to it? Just yeah, I mean, like, there's like a couple. There's like Ooh, a couple nice. scenes in particular. Yeah, okay, just, dude. Yeah, I feel like yeah, a then, lot of violence could be added in that book. Like maybe not in the disgust. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. However, you did it is awesome. But yeah, yeah, bring it on. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see for sure. But uh, yeah, that's what I've got going on with reading. Everybody, thank you for being patient with you know the other content that Chad and I put out. Like we both. I mean. I really like making those podcast episodes where we talk about the books that we're reading Me in too. detail and recapping and stuff like that. Dude. I know. I really, little, I know. I know. I really appreciate <laughs> you being patient. No, dude, no, no. That. I'm like, uh, enjoying taking a little hiatus myself as well. So don't, don't, uh, this is a two way street for sure. Hopefully once the submission part of this process is over with my book and when I moved into a new place and just a little bit more evened out on the um you know the addiction front <laughs> y'all i i just going to be really transparent with everybody changing your like, outside I was, changing your insides i was <laughs> i was really addicted to nicotine y'all like i think that now that i've been off of it for a little bit i can be kind of honest with everybody like <laughs> no but none of you listening were like ever hanging out with me in person like i was smoking a lot like a and lot you used the vapor, like, right and i was vaping yeah so i was like so did you smoke um, and vape sometimes oh, wow. like, <laughs> but i felt like it uh when i was feeling feeling feisty yeah i mean like i definitely was i was using way too much nicotine dude um, like i think i said this last week those vapes are uh are killers right because nefarious. you can smoke them inside and then a fairy not killers yeah uh the <laughs> fairest was the word i was looking for but yeah. i couldn't think of so my brain thought throughout they're nefarious yeah because yeah, you, you can sit there yeah i was just sitting here i mean like this whole time we've been podcasting i probably would have hit the thing like a hundred times like so but, many times yeah, yeah i've exactly. edited out like you're, you usually pull yeah. back a little bit uh so i didn't have to edit them out but i've edited out hundreds of yeah. them yeah um, and it's, you know, like, and I was doing it with everything. Like I would, I would shoot a video for TikTok, and then I would just like hunch over my phone and vape like a million times like while I was editing stuff. And I like the imagery there, hunch over my I was phone. hunched over. Yeah. I was like a little nicotine goblin. This wasn't the kind of like, oh yeah, like I smoke socially or like I have, you know, four or five cigarettes a day, like on my breaks at work or like whatever, like whatever, which is like still, I mean, 
no, you shouldn't smoke, but like, I don't know. It's not, it's not that bad. You know, I'm not your doctor. Like whatever. But <laughs> I, know that's like... I was at a doctor. If I can interject real fast, dude, I oh, was like, sure. I would, yeah. I was like, I was trying to like quit as well. This was years ago. Still smoking by the way. And I have not done what Evan is doing, but like he, <laughs> I went to the doctor hoping he would be like, bad boy, you need to stop smoking. And he asked how much I smoked, which is what I told him. And he was like, Oh, you're like the low. He had some scientific terms for like where I was categorized. He was like, yeah, I mean, you're fine. Yeah, you should stop. But like, eh. and I was like hoping for like a, a hard you know, lesson. Yeah, you know, like I'm not a miracle worker. He like, was totally cool with it. And I was like, wow, thanks, doc. I mean, I think that a lot of doctors are maybe they're they're used to seeing people that are smoking two packs a day, whatever it is. But I think that right. the, the amount of nicotine that I was actually ingesting was probably close to like two or three packs a day of smoking, <sighs> so and it was much. it was a lot. Yeah. Moral of the story: I'm not I'm not your boss if you're listening to me, but like nicotine, it's kind of kind of a weird thing to be addicted to because it doesn't actually really do anything i was that that was kind of like the click moment for me if you're curious uh, and you smoke and you're trying to quit or whatever i'm not trying to tell anybody that's listening what to do everybody's your own person but if you are curious the thing that worked for me that kind of made me be like oh all right i think i could probably kick this is when i realized that me using nicotine and smoking as much as i was all i was trying to do was try to get to the mindset that i'm in now of a lack of anxiety you know what i mean like that's totally. all i was trying to do and once i kind of figured that out i was like oh well instead of like wearing tight shoes just to take them off to feel them not be tight why don't i just Ooh, like well said that was tricky dude that was like good. just don't wear the shoes anymore right right you know what i mean <laughs> like just just stop wearing them man like the just wear shoes that fit you know so it was that was kind of like for me like a moment where i was like okay I'm spending money on this. It's not actually doing like I thought it was. I really did genuinely think it was doing something for a while. Right. Like, like relaxing yourself because yeah, it's a stimulant. Yeah. Right. So it like increases like the um, like the signal rate that you're it speeds up the messages between the brain and the body. So, yeah, it's going to I don't know, get you all jacked up, <laughs> not relax you. I think I thought it was adding to my life when really it wasn't. And so yeah. even if it wasn't subtracting, if it was just neutral, it's still a waste of money and a waste of time. And Dude, a waste of a health. Good way of looking at it. Yeah. Because like, yeah, because yeah. it's not a neutral. It is a negative for sure. It like, is a negative. Yeah. yeah. And and you know what's funny is like I was I was feeling kind of um anxious about stopping. And that was like another thing where I was like, man, if I'm anxious about not doing this thing anymore that's bad for yeah, me, sign, I gotta yeah. stop. Like if, if it's if it's stressing me out, just the idea of not doing it anymore. Right. If not I know having it, it stresses yeah. you out. Yeah. There was or, a lot that went into stingy. it. You don't want to share. That's a bad sign too. You know, <laughs> I've never been stingy with cigarettes. Like me neither. Oh, me except neither. I want to, I want to share this, this um, really funny thing that happened. We were playing a, a, I think it was the knitting factory. I can't remember exactly where it was, but I remember the city we were in, we we're in Boise and we were outside. We had already loaded in and everything. And uh, so we're outside hanging out. It was, I thought that the last part of a tour we were on. So we were all so broke, like literally like rolling pennies for gas to get home after this last show broke, you know, um, barely made any money for the whole tour. We had enough to buy like a pack of cigarettes for us all to share, you know what I mean? And so isn't the point of coming it, back after like touring to are supposed to make money. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, no, we're, it's, it's really hard. But anyway, so we're all super broke. We've got like a few cigarettes between us and, my brother, we were all standing outside in the patio area where everyone's drinking. And my brother like went up to this guy who was sitting and smoking and he was like, Hey, uh, can I borrow, can I bum a cigarette? And the guy like pulled this pack out of his pocket 
and he like opened up the pack and he was like holy shit this pack came with 21 and he, <laughs> <laughs> which is i oh my god i laughed so hard it was he did it was give such, him one though huh he, he did but it was yeah, just well, like, he was spicy about it but, yeah it was so spicy about <laughs> yeah. it. it was it was like the best response i've ever heard and, and if you've heard that before you listen think i'm sorry that it wasn't a very never heard it before. Joke, but i thought that was so money that was such a cool original, thing to say kind of an original original Maybe? Line. yeah because my my response is just yes i'll just i'll bum you yeah, sure here. I I had to start inventing rules uh, when I lived in Eugene because I was like traveling by bike and just by my Chevrolet legs a lot, and I would get asked many times. Like I could I could go through like most of a pack between my home and the bus station, so I had to start being uh, like, yeah. okay, two per like this many blocks, you know. <laughs> that's that's all I'm gonna say about the the smoking thing, everybody. I just uh, appreciate all the, the support and everything. Um, well, we're with you, Maine. Do you dream about it? You dream? I, yep, I did. Yeah, yep, yeah. I did. Yeah, I've, yeah. I have already had sure. a smoking dream. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> Yeah. That was, and I felt bad. I was like, I was like guilty. Oh, you know I'm I mean? never, yeah. I can never get it. I'm like always just oh, there. Like I'll have really? it in my yeah. lips and it'll be like ripped away from me. You know, it's like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. So I'm good. Everybody just, uh, if you're curious, this last week, it was rough on my reading schedule. It was rough on me posting stuff. You might see a few ads on my TikTok page and my Instagram page this week. Yeah, you have to feed yourself. I've been taking on more work because we're moving and like I need um, some to pay some bills. Typically, I actually do kind of like, what's the word? Uh, I, I kind of like reject a lot of offers for ads unless it's something that I really want to do. And You're very selective. Yeah, like I'm typically pretty selective because I don't want to like clutter up my feed with a bunch of ads and stuff. And I've got a, like a part-time job and, you know, I just don't want my all my content to be ads and then like one cool video and then like three ads and then like one because then i don't know it's just crappy yeah, for no. everybody yeah and then your value value will go down too but know? this week i'm trying to make some money so that i can have a smooth moving process so yeah well you are allowed to do that yeah thank you uh but yeah that's all my updates for everything uh, the book is going really well i'm i'm having so much fun with this part pro, part of the process because the thing's written it's just now I'm like, ooh, you know what would be really cool is if instead of this, ooh. I do this. Or like, and it's it, not like, only it's, written, it's also polished. It's pretty polished, so, yeah. Yeah, so you're not really yeah. like fixing, because there was like a, a time there where you were like fixing nitpicky stuff that wasn't so much fun, but now you're kind of back to like putting that final layer yeah. of sheen on it, and it's just so shimmery, and see your reflection in it. There's still some things where like I made a change, and now I got to kind of like make up for that change for the rest of mm. the book, which... It's a little frustrating because it makes get diminished returns by not putting it's... it out. Eventually, you keep working it on, on yeah, it. At some right. point, you'll start muddying your own story. You know, there is one scene I'm adding, which I'm really excited about. It'll be the last scene that I actually. Well, I don't know. Last, I don't know if um if a publisher does pick it up and they want me to do different stuff, then I'll have totally. to. That's a whole different thing. But for now, the last scene that I'm adding, I'm really excited to write it, but I haven't been in a headspace because it's it's a pretty dark scene, and I just haven't really been wanting to to go there lately it's understandable but i'm really excited to write it because i think it's going to do a lot for the world building and stuff but well maybe don't fix all your problems before you write it you know use it really like have that one day where you're like gonna <laughs> suck and it'll be like i'll be depressed yeah. for like multiple days afterwards but man the story it would write oh yeah i mean i've definitely been able to um channel a little bit of my anxiety and my frustration with a lot of different things into um angie the main character um and and uh, the other main character that's a productive use of negativity right yeah it's uh, cool. thrown cool. into the creativity but um everything's going okay i'm just like you know i feel like every now and then 
you know, you, you kind of just decide to do stuff and, um, you know, you're just going through changes and I'm going through changes right now. I really appreciate our audience kind of hanging in there with me while my routine gets kind of shaken up a little bit and I kind of resettle and stuff. You're going through and, a lot of changes. Yeah. Right I mean, like, but like, you know, content creators like myself, like I, I can't do this without an audience, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I, I feel really lucky to have an audience that is able to kind of like not hit me up all day long looking for content, you know, and like, and it's, it's, it's been really liberating and really awesome to know that like, it, it, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, um, it's been really enlightening <laughs> to finally realize that maybe people don't care about me as much as I am worried they do, you know, uh, what a wonderful way to say, uh, like <laughs> such just, a wise thing, right? Like, <laughs> like I, it's just really nice to, you know, cause not only that you, yes, yes. People probably don't think about people have you their own things going about on you, for yeah, sure. Like, but, but I think the, ta the tack that you should take on it is that you've been there content wise and just, you know, putting yourself out there enough times that like, when you need someone to be there for you, the people will be like, you've made content right. yeah. far more than you haven't. And oh, so yeah. you do yeah. have some in the bank, you know, it kind of, it's all dependent and boils down to the person, but you're certainly not a irregular person in the amount of uh, yourselfness that you share with the world. So I think that everyone realizes that and you got a bunch of supporters who are like, yeah, dude, we got you. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. And it's been, it's yeah. been really great. So yeah, everybody, Come thank back, you. Though, or else we're going to just be coming at you. Speaking <laughs> of, speaking of kind of chilling out though, um, I've been playing Starfield. Oh yeah, how is that? Ooh, um, okay. So let me. Hmm, okay, so <laughs> I like it a lot. I do have some issues with it. How far I, into you are, are you? I've only. Play, I, you? I'm like three hours into it. I really haven't okay. played that. I heard much the first like ten hours are pretty rough. I'll have to get back to you on the next episode for like my real okay. like in depth. I'll give you my first impressions and I'll tell everybody that's listening my first impressions. And if you're listening and you've been playing it, uh, hit me up. I want to know what you think about it too. Cause, um, and I was going to make like a TikTok video and stuff about it after a few more hours of playing it. But I think that it is a beautiful game. Uh, I like the music a lot. The music is really, really good. They always crush. The, the music is great. I think the gunplay is just fine. I have no problems with it. I thought it was going to okay. be a lot more stiff than it is. It feels pretty decent. Yeah, a lot of people said it was like um, so basic. I think it's fine. I think it's good. Um, I like the story so far. I think it's pretty solid. Uh, I like the How's lore. the face moving? It's fine. Everybody was making so many memes. I I think it's it's better than oh, I've Bethesda ever seen. It just has it. like a history. That's the only reason why I say. You know? um, I think it's fine. I think it's uh, okay. it, it could be smoother. It could be worse. I like the dialogue options. I like the class system. I like the perks and everything. Like quality of life. Are you like running out of inventory space all the time? I am running out of in inventory space a pretty decent amount, but you can't upgrade that, so it's not that big of a deal. Okay. But okay. but one thing I will say is I'm not a big fan of the maps, and I'm not a big fan of the menu new systems at all huh. like all the the writing is like really small maybe i'm just old you know but like all <laughs> the the text on the screen like they don't have a way for you to enlarge it which is really annoying so that's just like a nitpicky thing but one kind of a criticism i do have of the game is it it it, it kind of just feels like mass effect like it doesn't really feel mm. like a bethesda game it just really because with, there's like a depth there's a soul to bethesda game oh i mean have. dude there is that. a there's a huge depth to it as far as like the lore and like the um the okay. world building like like the the names for like things on book yeah <laughs> there's a, i mean there's a lot of really cool stuff going on and i've just scratched totally. the search, search, surface of it what i mean is that like with fallout or uh skyrim or oblivion what they do is they kind of like start you in like this one little corner of a map and they're like all right go 
Uh, I'm not really getting that vibe from this, really. It's more like, all right, so you're here, but you need to go over here and talk to these people. Okay, so now you got to now you got to fast travel over here and talk to these people, and then and then you got to go over here, and it's like it just kind of feels like Mass Effect, which I mean, it's not really that big of a deal because Mass Effect is an amazing game, right? But I don't feel like I'm on my own on like this big sprawling adventure. I feel like I'm kind of being told where to go, and then I just got click it. a button and I'm there. And then like I running errands. Yeah, and then you I don't get to fly around between the planets. You, you kind of do. It's okay, um, but not. I mean, it makes sense that there you can't like planets are really far away from each other. Right, right, right. <laughs> like I mean, you know, if I could go into some sort of like warp where I could just like super fast get there and like yeah, maybe I know. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. By people along the way. Um, or yeah, I mean that's just like the one thing that I'm kind of like, man, dude. Like it, I just don't feel like I'm. I, I don't feel like I'm in a place you know what i mean yeah, like i feel okay. like i'm in a lot of different little places but i want to be in one big I, what i wish that they would have done and this is just my critique maybe people would disagree with me but i think what would have been really cool for starfield is if they had like three planets right and there was like or in like in like a series have of they made a ton and, or they're just really like little content on each one right and it's like Okay. I think what would have been a lot cooler is if they had two or three planets and like two or three you could space fly stations literally anywhere and you could literally fly all over the place. And, and then like the whole planet was like filled out, you know, yeah. or, they, or they were like small Rendered. moons or something. And I haven't played a whole bunch of it. And maybe, maybe everything that I'm complaining about is different than I think it is uh, as you get farther along in the game. Yeah. I did read many people said it was a slow burn. I just never really had that moment like you do with Skyrim or with oblivion or with fallout where you kind of like exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, or even in like breath of the wild. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not getting that vibe, but adventure some soul to like go out there. Yeah. It's like what makes me want to sail. So the way that I've been describing it, because my brother, has been playing it a little bit too and he's like something's up with this game like something's weird i don't know what and uh i realized that it's basically like if outer worlds is microsoft bethesda's starfield is the apple version of that like everything's just shinier and it's more Plain. streamlined and it's just right if you can interact with more objects you're losing like <laughs> a little bit of character with it too you know what i mean like right. so like it yeah it works better it's also like kind of vanilla you know what i mean like right but right. there is kind of a cool like analog like retro kind of like future analog type aesthetic to everything which i really appreciate okay um, i think you would like it it's just <laughs> it's just like another one of those things where like i've got kind so like much going on right now no it's not With like the, the expanse it's, no because no, they kind of had like that old like analog kind of uh, no to it. no the, the expanse i feel like has a very much like futuristic interface but with really beat up hardware Okay, you know what yeah, I mean? that's a pretty uh, good way of putting it. Yeah, because yeah. I don't like see these as like the Star Trek Enterprise, like these slick things. It's all kind of oh. like patched together, but like maybe it's just getting broken. No, um, like, yeah, the Starfield <laughs> aesthetic is definitely, in my opinion, a lot different than the Expanse aesthetic. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep playing it. But it's, you know, like I was saying, I've got so much shit going on right now that I haven't really been able to like sit and really sink my teeth yeah. into it. And I probably won't be able to until I move. But uh, that's that's mostly what I've got going on. I was going to watch the new Wheel of Time show. But oh, is it out? Yeah, the first three episodes are out. Um, I don't uh, know. Dude, watch The Witcher. Watch The Witcher. Third season? That more. I heard the third season is really bad. I mean, I'm only like two or three episodes into it. 
but like uh, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's fun. Like, oh, just wow, don't you're go really selling it, it, man. Like, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but you know, just don't go into it expecting like a cinematic masterpiece and an epic tale being told. Go into it for killing monsters and really cool graphics and sword fighting, and like you'll be pleased. I'd rather just play a video game. I don't want to watch rich people do it. You know? What yeah, I mean? well, they do that. You know? <laughs> like, I don't want to watch rich models do it. Like, it's yeah, fucking they look boring. Pretty good while doing it. Though. Yeah, I know that's cool, but like, I'd rather just play the video game. You know, like I mean, you know, I probably shouldn't talk. I've only watched like two episodes, and it's been out for a long time. So, uh, whatever. Books are awesome. Wheel, the Wheel of Time. Uh, I've heard the second season is a lot better than the first season. It looks really cool. I just haven't gotten to it. I don't know. Like I thought the first season was fine. Like, it was fine. It was it fine, fine is a perfectly adequate word to use for its better than Rings uh, of Power <laughs> and result. Too. I mean, it was, it was not. I'm not it, saying it's better than Rings, Rings of, Power. of Power was. Yeah, it was. Absolutely, it was, <laughs> it was way it was. better than Rings of Power. Now that, that I've had some like, like time like, to like sit objectively. on objectively. Yeah. <laughs> like, now that I've really thought about it, like I, I, I'm going to rank something real quick. So it's like okay at the top, as far as like really recent fantasy shows, I would say the best one so far has been House of the Dragon. I'm as far as like, sure. the last like couple years, and then sure. the first season of The Witcher is banger season of television it's really yeah, really good it's pretty good and these yeah. are coming from two people who have not like read the whole books because i yeah. hear like if we were to booked hard i feel like a lot of my friends who have booked hard are like it's all bad but like man if you just separate that it first from the season books, of maybe, the witcher is pretty damn good so awesome. yeah it's very good and then um i'd say the wheel of time is worse than the witcher but it's a lot better than rings of power in my opinion i i would agree well, I can't believe we covered every episode of that. I know, I know, I like feel bad, but I mean, it was we really thought that it was going to be, you know, a continuation of this world that Peter Jackson made so amazing and, and captured our souls and hearts, you know. But it was not that. It's funny, like I don't know if people can still. I think too much time has gone. We'd have to like repost those episodes of us covering Rings of Power, but like, <laughs> but I feel like for the first couple episodes we were like, nice, okay, cool, and then and then. There were like a couple more episodes where we were like, right. I don't know. We still like, were flying high on the wings of heaps of money and yeah. pretty visual effects. And we were trying to, we were like giving it the benefit of the doubt for like a while. And then on the last Long, episode, that last episode, <laughs> we tore that show to shreds. Oh. We... <laughs> oh my gosh. I just saw a Reddit post recently where somebody was like, I tried, I tried listening. I tried watching Rings of Power again. I only got like two episodes into it. And <laughs> I'm thinking about maybe rewatching it just to kind of like, I don't know, just have it be like one of those shows I kind of like put on. But also, it's just so up its own ass. It's like, so, yeah, it's, it's just, that's the best uh, way. To, it's just, it takes itself so seriously. So seriously. And like, <laughs> and then it's so terrible. It's like, it's too busy trying to be like, I'm awesome. You guys know I'm awesome, right? And it never, took the time to become awesome it's just uh, money thrown at a project there's this reddit post that was like it was like ask me a question and i'll respond like galadriel from the rings of power oh my god it was literally like one of the funniest reddit threads i've ever seen because somebody would be like like how far to the nearest costco he would just reply like costco is embedded in the shadow of ourselves <laughs> while we're inside the costco or so, it's just like the show was so intent on making every single word that galadriel said be like this Ugh. this amazing like poetic thing and it was just like wait what does that even mean like that's such a right. weird thing to it's say just swam across an ocean in an episode like, see what? i didn't mind See, one of the things about the show that I think a lot of people kind of picked at, and I think you did too, but I didn't end up minding it really, was that Galadriel was like this kind of, this kind of like 
dominating in like everything she did. But like, I don't know, it's Gladriel. I mean, like, it's not really that super good at stuff. But she's not swimming across. The, I, I don't know. It's like, Gladriel. Like, who cares? Had you know? to take boats to get there. Whatever. Would have just like. She, she, I mean, but in the lore, Galadriel's like the most like badass <laughs> elf there is. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah, that's fine. But she's not swimming across the Atlantic. I like, buy it. Not... I'll buy it. But anyway, she let's, would die we, of dehydration. We can't. We we we're at the end of this episode. We let's do, <laughs> let's true. do the fun fact and, and roll on out okay. of here. We don't. But need we to can have all it. agree that the show was not up to snuff. Oh, I thought you were gonna say we, we can all agree she couldn't swim across the ocean enough. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't gonna rehash it and keep going down. I was like, bro, we can all agree that she was a that I was OP. right. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I think if uh, if a second season of Rings of Power came, I'll watch it. Whatever. Oh, I'm gonna watch it for yeah, sure. I, whatever. I mean, if anything, just to like you know bask in the cgi special effects like it's cool yeah. to see what we can do you know it's really pretty with wheel of time i think i'm gonna wait for the whole thing to come i'll just watch it all in like it's a way day. more fun to binge those yeah, sort of i don't want to like watch it once a week or anything and because they're not good enough for you to be like super hyped about it you probably will just like watch five and then never the rest that's kind of what's been happening to me <laughs> trying to like stay up with some of these shows that just aren't up to par and it's like just kind of lose track and then never because it's not like this exciting weekly event you know so wait until it's done and then you can just power through it. I think that's the way to go. And I can't wait for season two of House of the Dragon. Dude, oh man, Woo! We should cover each one of those again that like is, we did last time. We, we should. I'm totally. I'm here for it, man. Uh, okay, fun fact. Fun fact. Let's go. Fun fact. Let's fun fact it up. So today we have a fun fact about Nicholas Sparks, who is a very beloved storyteller and has written 24 books, all of which have been New York Times bestsellers. Wait, every single one every, every one of them all 24 <laughs> all right good for you yeah. nicholas sparks damn yeah wait Crazy. every one of them has 105 million copies worldwide Whoa. more than 50 languages oh yeah. my god <laughs> i mean yeah go off nicholas sparks like i don't know i mean like, this is no one's forcing this is a brain that can write the notebook in less than six months oh yeah i did hear about that that's like um that's like the uh the tale behind that is that he wasn't it that he like he whipped it up really quickly and then got like some crazy deal for it or something oh i don't know i just know it took him six months then he well he wrote walk to remember like right after that i'm pretty sure man he did the notebook and a walk to remember that's so wild yeah yeah he did uh yeah they're very very close to each other and he also did message in a bottle between a walk to remember and the notebook have you seen the notebook i have yeah yeah totally i um i had never seen it before you know, when Effie and I first started dating, we were kind of like showing each other movies we really liked, you know, because we did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I, that's how I saw it, too. Oh, okay, it was yeah. It was like, you've never seen the notebook. And, you know, so so um, yeah. I think I, I showed her like the Dark Crystal or something. And she was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Crystal? Yeah, of then, course you did. Yeah, and then... How, um, how long have you guys been dating? Hopefully like a minute at this Three point. years. Oh, no, actually. <laughs> oh, okay, well, good. I mean, I showed her Dark Crystal like a few months into us dating. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. That's, that's fine. That's, that's how you know. Hey, she's a keeper. She's that's a how keeper, you know. Um, sure. But yeah, so, so she was like, we need to watch The Notebook because I loved it when I, was a kid, when I was a kid. And I was like, all right, I've never seen it, so let's do it. Um, you know, Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams. What's not to love? Uh, yeah. And so yeah, we kind of oh, started Ryan watching Gosling. it. We kind of started watching it. And Effie was just like, wow this movie sucks. Like we were, <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? what you know, it's not that bad. And then we well, like kind of kept, it no, she did not hold huh? up for Effie. No, wow. she was disappointed in it. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think it's like 
bad by any means, but like I think but at um, no point was I like this is the pinnacle of cinematic. I mean, experience. I like I like the ending of the Notebook a lot. I think it's really cute. It's a really cute sure, yeah, ending. It's, it's a um, very cute story. Yeah, the way that Ryan Gosling just kind of like does not take no for an answer in the beginning of that movie. It's like borderline, like dude, <laughs> like like take no for an answer, man. Like you know what I mean? Take like it's no for an answer. no is an answer. Yeah, that like should it's be definitely like pretty. <laughs> take no for an answer. It's like it's pretty brutal. Um, oh, that's funny. But like it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny, but also like horrific. Right? But like seriously, yeah. If someone says no, that means no. But like in that movie, in the universe of the Notebook, no is kind of like try a little harder you know and yeah, so, yeah it's a giggly yes yeah uh, it, it's just it was just it's just like a weird vibe you know yeah but like yeah. the movie's fine i mean it's you know it's hard to capture the subtleties of human interaction and something like that it's easy to re misconstrue that uh, i like the period quite, piece yeah. nature of it i'm i mean i'm just like a sucker for period pieces you know what i mean like if it's set in a different time like i'm probably gonna like it more than you know if you, if you set something in the 60s or 70s like i don't know i'm kind of in you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, um, like a uh, marvelous Ms. Maisel. Like, have you seen that show? Uh, no, but you recommended it to Ooh, me like it's, twice. It's amazing. Three times it's now. really, really, really good. Yeah. But, um, it's set in the fifties and it really, I mean, it would have been a totally great show on its own, but the, it being set in the fifties, like makes it the show that it is, you know what I mean? It, right. It, it, and they did an amazing job at making it look like the fifties. And so with like something like the notebook, I don't know, like, I don't really, I don't know. I can't even remember really like what it's about, but I do remember what it looked like, and I remember like the uh, you know the specific scenes and stuff. Uh, I can see why so many people love it. It was adorable and cute. You know, like I've said, and we'll say again, I'm a war guy, so like the Notebook was fun for me, but not like oh my god, the best. But I was happy to have seen it, and it was nice to share cute moments with someone. Yeah, and it's like I mean, like I said, the ending was pretty cute. And then uh, I remember when I was like 14 or 15, I lived with my two sisters who were really close in age to me, they insisted that I watch A Walk to Remember with them. I had never really watched a movie like that before. Like just being oh, like really? a 14-year-old guy, like it just, oh, yeah. I had never really watched anything like that. And all three of us were just sitting on that couch weeping. And, you know, because dude, it's so sad. Like yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's so sad. Whew, man, like it, yeah. like, because like the notebook is sad in like a, um, in like a lovely way. Right, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? It's like, cute, sad, yeah. But like, well, watch it's not to remember, like ugly, is, sad as Effie. So, oh my it, uh, <laughs> god, oh ugly crying, yeah. ugly crying, yeah. I yeah. never heard that. I loved it. Yeah, um, yeah. Walk to remember. I've I haven't watched it since because I know what what it's gonna do. Um, it's like passion crying. And maybe, and walk like the reason remember. I'm talking so much about this is like maybe. I mean, like I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of Nicholas Sparks personally. Like, but I mean, dude knows how to put together stories that'll clutch at your heart. You know, like obviously yeah. he knows what he's doing. I mean. It, he does for sure for sure but like he's obviously this is someone who in my opinion anyway and what do i know but i think this is someone who's like kind of tapped into like an algorithm that like is succulent he discovered a flavor that a certain large portion of the populace really enjoys and he can produce it and he hits it over and over so like yeah he's very good at what he does i mean i think that um interpersonal relationships are just one of the most relatable possible things you could read about you know like i mean and i the idea of like someone falling in love with somebody but there's like problems that come along with it and like everybody knows what that feels like you know right. so it's it's really cathartic to read about that kind of stuff and i think that's one of the reasons why colleen hoover is so popular right now and you could uh, probably do something like that honestly. yeah i mean <laughs> i mean you can you can apply a lot of those <laughs> you things you need some lighthearted books well i mean you can apply a lot of those dynamics to fantasy and science fiction stories too that's what make really good stories or part of what makes really good character dynamics and stories and stuff but i think that um 
that's one of the reasons that Colleen Hoover is so popular right now is because, you know, um, I mean, she's writing about like issues that people are having. You're going to, you're going to connect to a lot of people, you know, right? super relatable. And now that's not to say, um, I'm not commenting on whether or not she's doing it well. I don't know. Like I've only read one of her books, yeah, but she's tapped but, into a flavor. But, I mean, yeah. I mean like. like a lot of people think she is, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, um, and I mean, you know, <laughs> It's hard to even define what's good, right? At some point, because so many people say it's great, and it's like you know, it's like oh yeah, but it's actually it's like you know, I don't know. it's a tricky tricky situation to define those things out there sometimes, you know. Yeah, it's weird. Like once once something gets like that popular, it's like kind of impossible to say whether or not it's good or not. Like it's, it's yeah, it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. Like because if because if ten million people hate something, but fifty million people love something, right? What is that? me right when you're I like was, man i've i've grappled with that for oh my god man like the like objectivity and subjectivity in art oh, is like so one of the things that i've thought about the most since i started right. making content on the internet and like we love to compare things right yeah because it helps us just establish a baseline helps our understanding of the world but man when in the world of art it's really best to try to divorce yourself from any Pre- preconceptions going into any form of art and just enjoy it for what it is because but it's like so you said objectivity is so oh it's impossible it's i'm so... like not like and this is how i do it i'm just saying like if you try it will make right. your experience better well it's an interesting thing because like and you'll be empathetic I'm, and see i'm the truth i'm i'm much more on like the other side of i'm not the other side but i'm on i'm much more of the side of mostly art is subjective sure which is why we should well, i'm saying you should try to lose that sense of objectivity to go into it but but also that's all on my side we're but, saying the same thing. but no i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just saying like the thing that trips me up all the time though is like oh. it's like this is and this is this might be something we need to shelve for a different time because it's such okay. a gigantic topic but like concluding to, thoughts to really to really button it up you're whenever you are whenever you're trying something new in in media you're always bringing with you a certain amount of convention that you have learned over your life right there's a certain amount of like like a, a, a media that has been effective for you personally, which you can then kind of say is an objective rubric for enjoying something subjectively, which, which is Are like you saying like the media like, that you personally bring. So to everyone also independent but, person has their own degree of objectivity. Is that what you're saying? Okay. So there's that. Yes, I am kind of saying that, but then also, <laughs> okay. uh, but also, 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 Which, like, is kind of contradictory, right? Maybe, but like, because what, objectivity is like beyond a person, right? It is good objectively without your. So there's another thing attached to this. Basically, is like that convention. What people would consider to be objectively good art, typically, follows a certain convention, which is derived from lots of people's subjective experiences which it's it's so weird totally, like it's it's, totally. it's so like when people when people critique a movie right and they're saying oh i love the cinematography and i love the whatever it's like right it's like okay well why do you like the cinema why is the cinematography good you know and they're like well because it follows all these rules for good cinematography and it's like okay well why did we agree that those are the rules for good cinematography and they're like well because of this and this and this and it's like okay but why though like, like, because a lot of people agreed that that was the best way to do it. 
right, right. This was the most appealing to a lot of other people's subjective feelings on whether or not they enjoyed something. But those subjective feelings are also affected by years and years of other convention that but was it's like established one versus before many. That. Right, like none of those people have a subjective, but the fact that all of them say it must make it objective, or at least as in our limited scope as being humans, we are like, well, other people think it's the same and experience this the same way, so it must be outside of my own opinion, um, which you know, I could be totally just filled with errors and fallacies too, and not even because, like you said, it is a collective objectivity is many times a collective subjectivity is what you're saying and yes you're right yeah that's basically <laughs> that's basically what i'm saying but it's it's but it's weird because it's like so it's like when roger ebert everyone really trusts trusted his reviews right like for movies right and it's like okay that's just like one guy you know like why is his opinion more informed and it's like okay well it's because he understands what makes cinema good Right, you know, which but, means he's looked at what a bunch of people thought to be cool or like re made them react a certain way. Or he's very familiar um, with a lot of the agreed upon best conventions. Totally, totally. Which is cinema. just a, which is what we get from just a bunch of people agreeing upon it, right? Right. It's weird. That's what you're, what you're just I know. Saying, yeah, yeah, I know. It's, 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 <laughs> it, it just blows my mind. Like I think about it all the time. It's, it's like, because I oscillate so much. I don't necessarily believe that all art is like literally subjective like there's nothing that's better than anything else like i i i can't like faithfully argue that you know what well, i mean you have to define art right i because know like you say, I, that's why we need know, to end this episode an <laughs> here we'll end with this because this makes sense to me at it's least. such a like, gigantic conversation yeah one could argue that the making of a samurai sword is art a art form to do it really well but we can objectively measure like the carbon content and like the bubbles of air and how many times the, like the blade is before. i don't know anything about metallurgy but we can objectively be like this is a better sword objectively than that sword so while you're correct on a lot of things that objectivity is a uh, form of subjective of collective subjectivity there are some things that are literally better because this sword has a purpose and this item is literally better at for doing for the purpose for these xyz exact yeah, reasons i think i i could yeah i could totally agree with that like it's just it depends on the medium right I think it's so that, then we it, have to it, define what art is right because it's like well is it anything that doesn't have a purpose well i think maybe? the i think we could say like, like a the, tool i think we could say <laughs> the conversation is more nuanced depending on the medium that you're talking about so like you know uh, a craft totally, like totally like, right yeah so like with with books it's very like i've gotten into weird little spats with people on the internet multiple yeah. times because with like the marblehead statue guy who was like you really think that salem's lot is better than steinbeck or something like that and it's just like i don't know man i feel like you could make a lot of really good arguments as to why stephen king is better than steinbeck um i know they wouldn't hold water with you because you're determined to hold Steinbeck over Stephen King, you're determined. Right, which is why it's like a useless argument, right? Because yeah. you guys, there's no agree of objectivity. You guys are just being like, I like this thing more because I like it. And the other person's like, I like it more because I like it. And it's like, you're both right in your own sense, right? Because there's no objectivity there at all. <laughs> I think a lot of what the conversation entails uh, is like, like it's value or it's use. You know what I mean? 
Like, is this more useful? Is it more important to society? But we're talking about a fantasy novel. But, like ah, that. it's so hard. Man, it's so hard rough, to say. Yeah. Um, I would really love to pick up on this conversation at some other point too. Yeah, we could go deep with this. Drive everyone insane. This all started because of a Nicholas Sparks fun fact, by the way. Everybody. Oh, that so. was pretty good. Wow, good Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks got us talking about aesthetics. Yeah, wow. Yeah, That's... well, we know you're listening, so thank you. Uh, thank you, Nicholas Sparks, for listening, and Dan Brown for listening. Yeah, uh, yeah. Appreciate you, uh, everybody. Thank you so much for listening as well. We really appreciate you. Please go check out the Patreon. It helps me and Chad out so, so, so much. Uh, help, it helps us pay our bills so we we can just focus more on the podcast and everything. Um, and then also we have a Discord. It's got over 2,000 people in it, and everybody's up in there having a great time. And, and it's free. So you can just hop free. in there and be yeah. like, what up, book yep. people? I didn't know that you existed, but now that I do, it is home. But uh, until then, everybody, thank you again for being here, for being here on the Monday episode, and uh, we'll try to get some more episodes out for you as well. But if we don't, we will see you next week on Monday. Hope you all have an awesome rest of your day, and of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody. Bye.